family Here karma cast go. with a k <laughs> with a k <laughs> not with a c oh my gosh this is a big week for the show because brian was on watch what happens live mm-hmm. which like thank god i'm so glad it was so nice to see like someone from the cast sitting in the clubhouse mm. Although Andy, once again, messed up his name. Like, how do you mess say? up? He, well, he got Brian right, which, like, okay. But mm-hmm. he, like, paused before he said Benny, and he didn't really, I don't know. He wasn't confident about it. It was weird. It was, like, Andy, like, what is going on behind the scenes? Like, Yeah, what's <laughs> up with that pre-show kind of interview? <laughs> yeah, like, a little bit of prep, like, can there be a producer who's just like, this is mm-hmm. how you say his name? Yes. Again, the 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 walk from the dressing room to yeah. the clubhouse where it's like kind of Andy is going over. Yeah. What's I don't going think Andy on. does that, though. I have a feeling working for Andy probably is not that fun. Like interesting. I I think he's been doing it for so long and mm. he seems to have kind of like a bad attitude about mm. some stuff that I could see people being like, he, I could see him being like, I don't need to do this. I'm just going to read the cue cards and it'll be <laughs> fine. And people like not wanting to question him because they don't want to like deal with, with like pushback or whatever. Like yeah. I could, that's what I'm envisioning. <laughs> Because how, again, how easy would it be to be like, this is how you pronounce this guest's name because we know you don't watch Family Karma. (laughs) Yeah, or just, I know they say it's live, but it's not. And like, just re-record it, that segment. (sighs) Again, I think he's like, this is, remember when we were on, it felt like the whole production was like really snappy. It was like, this is it. Like all the mistakes just kind of go in. Like there's no like snappy, like a, running a tight ship. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like I but like, do you remember living in New York? Like for me, when I first moved there, when I was like in college, mm-hmm. like I went to like all like a lot of talk shows. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. yeah. My friends went to like the Tyra Banks show once. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think they offered like like at, at our school, they were like, who wants to go? You know, free yes. tickets. And I went and I feel like all of the tapings I saw were like that because they were doing like so many in a day. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing is they do them all in a row. And so I feel like that's why it was a tight ship because it's like they have to get like all of them in like they're doing like three a day or something. So that's what I mean when like I don't think that they're going to prioritize re-recording him oh i see what you're saying name. yes 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 because they're running such a tight ship that they're like whatever we'll just put it in but mm. it's a little just it's just like so obvious that he doesn't care about the show and it's like i'm sorry but like andy this is your job to right. like represent these shows on bravo and know what's happening at least a little bit and he just clearly doesn't care it's just like i don't know it makes me I feel bad every time any, I see it. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because he talks about how housewives have his personal number. Yeah. You know, receiving texts from Teresa and yeah. Dorinda and what have you. And I wonder, side note, I wonder how many times he's changed his number because Ooh. Bravo celebrities are badgering him. But that's that's a side note. But I also wonder, I bet no one in Family Karma has his. No, not even like a producer, mm. I'm sure. Like, mm-hmm. I think he just literally has written the show off and that's it. 
And like, mm-hmm. I've heard from people on social media who say that he like treated Shaw's the same for oh, a long time. And Until actually, they started. Like, the reunion that he hosted for like their last season, like he Shaw's or very, Family Karma? For Shaw's, because he's never okay. done a reunion for Family yeah. Karma. He seemed very like dismissive of them. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I so, wondered why Shaw's was canceled because I thought it had a really big following and yeah audience. i don't know they just canceled but there it. was and of course really darkness there yeah well there's rumors that reza Gigi, and maybe mj are starting like okay. another show on bravo or off of bravo i think it'll be on bravo but i don't know what it will be so i guess we'll see but anyway the good news is that uh, we have found out through some intel that the final, the finale of the season is scheduled for February 26th. Okay. And if there's an episode every Sunday from now until then, that means we're getting 16 episodes. That's season, incredible. Which is like more than I could have imagined, right. honestly. Because um, a lot of shows like do not get that much. Mm-hmm. And Family Karma had what, like 10 last season? Yeah, I was going to say like eight. So that is so exciting. I really hope they have a reunion. I'm like, seriously, like we will come and host the reunion. <laughs> if Andy doesn't want to do it, like we will do it. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting because we will find out in the next like couple weeks, two yeah. weeks, I'm guessing if they're having a reunion because they would they do them ahead of time. Film it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're doing the Potomac one right now. Right. Um, oh my gosh. Or this week or next week. I don't know. Um. So... I hope it's not just like a 30 minute Zoom watch what happens live, but that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> I want to remain optimistic. I think maybe. And then I I think it'll be interesting how they do the aunties. Like they'll do a sitting with the aunties and then the sitting with. Yes. The younger well, they folks, have so. to have the aunties, right? Right. Like they're such a huge part of this season. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of this episode was like we finally saw like this kind of clash of Raish Monty and Darmonty mm. in the same room. So maybe we should start there. Um, sure. What What are your thoughts on the whole situation? Um, I mean, I think I don't know. I think I think I'm like kind of team no one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I think there's such history that we're again only getting like a slice of what's going on. Yeah. In their relationship because it's so his like there's so much like I said history so I I don't know I think you know when Rishma auntie came in and didn't hug Dharma auntie and hugged everyone else you know that's that's not right no um but in the same sense if I heard someone was talking about me behind my back yeah through my kids I'm not sure I would immediately go up and hug them yeah totally I mean I think as I watch it, I'm just like, clearly, like, whatever's going on between them, like, oh, you didn't say hi to me at the wedding. Oh, you didn't hug me. Oh, you talked behind my back. I'm like, all of this stuff seems very inconsequential. I think these two women just really don't like each other. Like, Mm. they really feel like 
the other is like not their person and they're just not into it. And it's like these surface level things that are coming up are like excuses to not like each other. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's like they're just oil and water. They just don't get along. Yeah. And and uh, Bravo kind of thrives on that kind of drama that yeah. um, of two people that just don't get along and might never get along. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just... I don't know. There's people that we all have like that, that, you know, we're not crazy about in friend circles or we're closer to others. And I think you're right. I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah. And I think it's just like, it is interesting. Someone DM'd me and was like, um, they're South Asian too. And they were like, yeah, I've seen this exact thing happen in my like parents, auntie and uncle group. Like one woman like didn't hug another woman at a Mm. gathering and has held it against her for 15 years and they're oh my still gosh. not friends. <laughs> and I'm like, it can be something like, and like, okay, that could be again, like the superficial reason, but like some people just don't like each other. Like Ashley and Candace on Potomac are like never going to get along. Those two. I do think we see the other. glimpse though. We, we, I don't see, I think it's like love hate with them. Cause you see them like growing down and then That's you see true. them. They did have that one oh, like, they dinner. Have, and I love it when they, they kind of are on the same page because they're yeah. just also they're either like best friends or like immortal em- enemies. Yeah. So it's complicated, I guess. But yeah. And I think it's just like when I see something like that with the aunties or with those two, it's like the battle of kind of the ego, you know? Yeah. I thought it and- was tough to see. No, sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? No, no, no. That's it. Um. So Dharma auntie kind of throws shade at Reshma auntie and then Reshma Mm. auntie throws shade at her. So Dharma auntie says to her face, like, I know who you are and your emotions are fake or something like that. And then Reshma auntie says to the Bali's mom, she calls Dharma a bitch, (laughs) which on national television. I put a poll up on on Instagram of like, which is a worse insult? And it was pretty even. Versus what? What's a a worse insult? Calling someone a fake emotional person versus calling someone a bitch. Like which one is more insulting? And uh, most people said that calling someone a fake emotional person was more insulting. Um, Which like I can see, except it was pretty tied. It was like 51% to like 49% or something. So, but people are like, on one side or the other and I think I'm like you I just I feel like both people are not on their best behavior here and they just don't like each other like and they're never I they're never gonna see eye to eye and Dharma auntie was at watch what happens live in the audience and Andy Mm. asks her like are you in touch with her are you friends with her and Dharma auntie throws the shadiest shade she goes I know of her. I know about oh, wow. her. Like a, <laughs> like a total, like a, I don't know her vibe. Like Mariah. Yeah, like Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who did she say that about? J-Lo. Oh my God, that's unreal. Unreal. When they were like, I think they were trying to talk about, you know, because at that time in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, Mariah J-Lo, was around. Mariah, and Mariah has a voice, you know, yeah. and Mariah's always said, I sing my songs, I write my songs, I have complete control. And, yeah. you know, we've heard from people have come out and said that Aaliyah has sung 
J-Lo's parts and songs yeah. uh, when J-Lo was unable. So I think that, you know, I think people forget there was a time where J-Lo was definitely a pop culture icon in the 90s, but yeah. she wasn't so well known for her singing. And so to compare... Mariah and JLo. Mariah just took so much offense. Yeah. I, I don't know her. I don't know her. <laughs> and just like she shakes her head and kind of smirks. So Darmonte was definitely giving that energy, which was so they're again, we know they're they haven't made amends. They don't like each mm. other. Like Reishmonte sort of apologizes. She's like, I'm sorry that you felt that way, which is like the ultimate non-apology. Exactly. Um, but you could tell like all the shots of the other people in the room and how uncomfortable they <laughs> looked was <laughs> so funny. And when Vishal's dad is like in the corner being like, are they trying to figure out the Ukraine-Russia like conflict oh, yeah. over there? <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. Yeah, and I think... I don't know. It's just so interesting that, you know, I I think it's interesting, especially when you see Vishal wedged between his parents. And then I don't know for him in particular, when Rishma auntie is kind of talking about other aunties, it's so interesting to see his demeanor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he you can see like him at age nine in the same capacity. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And but and he says in this episode, he's like, I'm a mama's boy. Brian's a mm. mama's boy. Like, and he's like, I'm not going to let this go, which you can see in the preview for the next episode that him and Brian are going to get into it. And right. it seems like they're still friends. Like, so yeah. one of the questions on Watch What Happens Live was um, if Vishal, like, what does he think about Vishal's drinking? Mm. And Brian said that he he doesn't think that Vishal has a drinking problem. And Ashley was like, oh, I heard he didn't drink at BravoCon. And Brian mm-hmm. was like, oh, no, he was drinking at BravoCon. Oh, like, wow. And so, um, which is like, I recall seeing pictures of Vishal and thinking like, I'm pretty sure that's an alcoholic drink in his hand. But I mean, you never really know. But it kind of confirmed that like, yes, Vishal has been drinking in the recent future at least since the show aired so i was really proud that vishal brought up couples therapy yes yeah i thought that was huge um i advocate for all couples to go to couples therapy um and yeah i think it's like with his healing journey and again we're all on our different healing journeys no matter where you think you are in life i thought that was really emotionally mature and yeah. taking care of all aspects of his life. A lot of people are like hating on Richa online huh. being like, oh, she's so cold and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't, she was just like listening and processing what he was saying. And she was like, yeah, I, that sounds good. Like, let's do it. She was open yeah. to it. I did think it was interesting when he was in the confessionals, like, you know, you could also go to therapy. Right. And she was like, oh, I know all of my flaws. Like, I don't Hmm. need to, she didn't say I don't need to go, but she said like, I know all of my flaws. And I was like, Richa, like the, well, anyone who thinks that like, that's just what therapy is about is like processing your flaws. Like it's really not, it's about like processing like everything in your life. And well, I always say, yeah, to people, it's like you get one hour. Yeah. You can go in there and talk about the news. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. And no one needs anything from you in that one hour. 
And yeah. that is your time to do whatever you want. I mean, hopefully if you have a good therapist, they're going to get you on track yeah. for like therapy goals. But I don't know. Again, like I'm getting my master's in clinical mental health. There'll be a therapist. I'm doing doing practicum in like four months. Yeah. But like, I think everyone needs therapy, especially now. Oh my yes. gosh. Yeah. It's just, there's a, there's a reason why like therapy like has saved people's lives yeah and well, saved marriages s- and broke people up and all these things because yeah there's only so much I think a human can do on a surface level and when you have someone on your mental health journey with you that they're just advocating for you and for yeah. you to move forward in a positive direction because no matter what you say like there's almost no one ev- like not everyone has an agenda, but like people in your day to day life, yeah. everyone needs something for you, from you. And your therapist does not need any. If you have a good therapist, your therapist does not need anything from you. That is such a good way to pl- put it. It's like, how rare is it that you have an hour Never. where you Never. can go and say whatever you want? And if you have a good therapist, there's like an unbiased person who's reflecting those things back to you and like Mm -hmm. helping you process whatever it is that you're feeling. And, and you don't, and like you said, like you don't have to deal with that another, like a friend's agenda or a family member. It's like someone who's separate from all of that. Um, it's like, yeah, you can come with your authentic, like, like they accept you as your, if you have a good therapist, they accept you as your authentic self. Yeah. No questions asked. And yeah. they're willing to work with that authentic self to reach goals that you have that will benefit your life for the better. Yeah. And it sounds like Vishal has done personal therapy. It's incredible. And, you know, there's a couples therapy. And, um, you know, I hope Richa goes to therapy just for herself like it's Mm -hmm. a gift you can give yourself if you can afford it and luckily there are a lot of like mental health assistance programs now to help pay for these types of services so um I wish I like had some resources but um absolutely they can dm me on on twitter I have a bunch of resources awesome Um, yeah because uh I obviously therapy costs can cost a lot of money but yeah. again there's a lot of community resources like you said and that where you know people either they just want to do community mental health or where therapists have to like cut their teeth yeah. to get hours to and they work in these places where you don't you pay either on a sliding scale or you don't have to pay at all yeah um because yeah especially in like january 2023 you mm-hmm. know it's okay to struggle and it's okay to not have direction and it's okay to ask for help yeah and particularly in the south asian community which richa talked about mm-hmm. like how it's frowned upon like i just want to say like i've i've seen it in my own family like you know me and my brothers have all gone to therapy but you can see when we even say it to our parents that they're kind of like oh like Mm -hmm. it's not that they're not supportive but it's like they just have never even considered it for themselves Mm. before and it's like like you know if my dad went to therapy (laughs) I don't even know (laughs) but like he never will you know Mm. I if he does I'll be thrilled but I don't think Mm -hmm. he ever will and so there is a huge stigma in the South Asian community and anyone who's in the South Asian community who's listening to this, who's never tried it. And you think 
it's not good or it means there's something wrong with you or whatever. That's absolutely not true. And it can really help. And yeah, everyone can benefit from therapy. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, here, let me get so this kudos baby. to Vishal. And it's it's hard because, you know, I think that's the thing where we talked about the stigma of drinking and saying, I think I'm an alcoholic. It's hard because then the lens, especially when you're on reality television, it's like, that that is the focus that is going to be your life your journey in that reality space for at least the immediate future and as we've mentioned before the judgment just like well like is he drinking was he drinking at bravo con and i don't think ashley was um coming from no, an evil no, no. place it's pure curiosity because that's that's what we would all want to know it was well was fish all drinking at BravoCon because from what we know as bravo fans as bravo con is a huge party huge party oh my god all the pictures were just people partying basically and i'm guessing it just fuels a lot of emotions and i'm guessing that's why joe gorga and jennifer got into that sloppy mess yeah um and and again that's what bravo loves because you know once once the alcohol gets flowing on these shows which i think we're gonna see in vanderpump like we talked about that's when the drama kind of kicks up and they talked about on the ex housewives girls trip just like how much they were drinking and yeah. and some of them would be like i need like a morning off yeah because if you think a about morning. it a morning <laughs> wow. in girls trip you have 10 days you have 10 days oh to get all gosh. that footage and so yeah. it's they 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 uh, uh folks that drink they're going to not saying they're going to but there's a tendency to drink a lot yeah. because mm-hmm. The comfort in front of the camera, the comfort around people you don't know, people you do know. And, you know, I have to bring my A game. And a lot of these Bravo celebrities, the A game is fueled by alcohol. Yep. Absolutely. That's all. That's my that's my episode. Yeah. Uh, what back to actually about- even mentioning that, though. What was really nice to see on Watch What Happens Live is that Ashley clearly watches Family Karma. Like she knew who everyone was. She was like, oh, I love Dharma. Like, you know, all this stuff. Like she was like engaged more than Andy was. And I was like, well, at least someone is, (laughs) you know. It's like her Um, and Heather. Yeah, totally. Um, Okay, so some other stuff from the episode. Amrit and Vishal get Brotox together. <laughs> yes. And I think that I, we haven't, oh yeah, we've, we've seen like Vanderpump guys have gone out and gotten it. Um, yeah. yeah I thought Jax I love and a, his nose jobs and no, two <laughs> nose jobs. Well, I think I, I love one of my favorite tropes. My, my favorite Bravo tropes is a dermatologist visit. Yes. Yes. I love it. The and like going, pre-prep visit for like Just what you're anything. gonna get like I loved my favorite Kyle and Vanderpump moments were were of them going to the dermatologist and talking about yeah d- or getting different stuff done mm-hmm. or um Taylor Armstrong you know <gasps> getting it and she yes. goes does this make me look pretty which is so iconic oh my gosh and Adrian's husband was doing it Yes. Too. Yes. And like just the whole be like the husbands being the surgeons and the like the whole ecosystem around like beauty and all of that on Bravo is 
it's definitely I just missed all that for some reason oh. my, my my cord sorry i i think i knew what you said though yeah I, just it, like the whole beauty ecosystem on bravo is like it's a whole thing and like yeah and you see like the how it's affected the family karma people too like they are getting stuff done and it's visible for sure. Yeah. On this week's Bitch Sesh, they did a whole kind of little segment. It wasn't a, a, like a prepared segment, but they talked about the Brazilian butt lifts. Oh, and yeah. And those happening on, well, especially they were talking about Miami. But just, you know, that is something that is also very prevalent, which we've not really seen someone go in yeah. for that, that I remember. But, you know, that's a big surgery I mean sitting down and all that kind of stuff is is painful and um that's the type of surgery that would like scare me you know like yeah really scare me to actually have that I think any of them would like honestly even getting a Botox injection would scare me but yeah um yeah, I mean, and Amrith talks about how, like, Indian men often have, like, really flat butts. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, and they live in Miami where, like, the butt lift is there. So. The butt lift is there. And I think in the gay community, there's so much chit-chatter about what your body looks like. Of course, yep. in, in, you know, community, all communities in general. But there is this ideal of just, like, a six-pack and firm butts and I don't know I don't want to speak for them but like I I my friend advocates against all that kind of stuff because these unrealistic expectations last time I was in Miami I went there a couple years ago and you do like I mean compared to Boulder where it's like people walk around in like old sweatshirts and you know not really (laughs) caring much about that well they do get a lot of work done but it's not talked about it was very prevalent of and I like it I love it it feels like go girl you know go boy go whatever yep yep um so they do that and Amrith talks about how like the wedding planning has been stressful because their wedding is going to be different you know Mm. like that the traditional aspects in an Indian wedding that are like groom and bride stuff it's now like well, who does this because there's two grooms and and things like that. And he's just reminded that everything is going to be different and how that's been hard. And then we see later Nicholas, um, uh, the scene of him like cooking with Lavina auntie is just, it's it's heartbreaking. It's so sweet, like to see them connecting the way that they do. And then so hard to see clearly how hard it is for Nicholas to kind of like, reckon with the fact that his parents won't walk him down the aisle they won't be up on the month up like the ceremony area with him it seemed to me like they're uncomfortable with being filmed yeah is that what you got i i think it's i think there's so many layers to take in on that yeah um the you know it's filmed it is a new experience for them in general let alone them being filmed and i think I think it's really complicated, you know, and I think like he says, he talks to his mom every day. Yeah. Oh, and he's so close I think, with his parents. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really sweet. And I think they're there, you know, the parents are juggling so much and he's juggling so much. And I do give the parents kudos for going down there and being yeah. a part of the ceremony, because I think that's huge, especially learning more about 
how against his section of Christianity that is. Oh, yeah. Um, the evangelical, I mean, the evangelicals in America are responsible for all of the, they're responsible for Roe being taken, you know, taken down. They're responsible for all anti-gay legislation. Like, it's really been pushed by the evangelical faction mm. in America. Um, like, when we say, like, church and state are separate in america that's absolutely not true it's absolutely mm, no, not true no um and so, um, yeah yeah i mean they're it's it appears that they're learning along the way yeah yeah and trying to be as flexible as they can of like yeah. how ingrained their religion is in them and he's trying you know he's he i don't want to say he's doing a good job understanding but the way he talks about it he sounds hurt yeah. And at the same time, just I know I don't want to say strong because that's no people shouldn't have to go through something that terrible. Yeah. To be strong. But just just his insight on it. Yeah. Is, is really interesting. And I think we all have that too. Not that particular, but you understand how your parents are and how they yeah. were raised and something that is outside of their comfort zone. And it's. I was something that really struck me was when he was talking about how he came out to his parents twice. Mm. And the first time he was 18 and he said like, like I'm gay, but I realize that's like not what God wants for me. And I think his words were, I'm willing to fight this. And I'm just like, how difficult must it be for something so intrinsic to who you are in terms Mm. of like, who and how you love romantically is being questioned by God, who you believe in, uh, your parents, your whole church community, like all of these people are telling you that you're wrong. And you think Mm. that too, enough to the point that you're willing to fight it. Like it's just really heartbreaking and terrible that like anyone has to go through that. Um, Well, I think it's like not even that you're wrong. I think you go through the process of, I don't know if he d- did this, but it sounds yeah. like he went through conversion therapy. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. So you're going through the process with your head of your church or wh- whoever, a therapist, which it's illegal for a therapist to do that, but that's beside the point um, in certain states. But you go through the process where you sit and discuss this and they can do physical acts of pain to get you um to change to try to change your sexuality or you know just try to have you talk it out and fill your brain with negative messages about who you are yeah your desires and how you identify yourself it's it's really terrible it's terrible um and it's just really amazing to see Amit's parents just embrace him full like wholeheartedly no questions asked like and Lavina auntie kind of reassuring him like we can't wait to meet your parents it's going to be yeah. wonderful we'll get along really well like just kind of trying to put any worry about that out of his head yeah. I mean there's so many things you have to think about when you're planning a wedding yeah you know and of course like the family stuff and dynamics like that is a huge part of that huge. so you know, it seems like she is trying really hard to make him feel comfortable, at least in terms of how they can support him during this 
like event and day in the lead up. And, and I, I do appreciate that she wasn't saying your parents are wrong and all this kind of stuff because yes. Yeah. In my opinion, that's not helpful. No. Um, and, and she, it was more of like you said, a supportive figure. Um, okay. So then there's this cook off, <laughs> which looked so fun and, Patrick was watching it and he was like, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. This looks like really, this food looks really good. And um, it seemed like they were having a really good time. Like it was a really fun idea, I thought, for them to do it. It was um, one thing that I appreciated, which I don't know if you noticed, was they showed how each household had their spice tally out, which is like that circular Mm. thing with all the different spices in it. And that is like a staple in any Indian home. Like Mm. I even have one for the few times, you know, every year that I cook Indian food, I have been trying to do it more. But um, and it's just like it was nice to see how like they they purposefully showed that item in everyone's kitchen, um, which was just like a small, subtle thing. But. I liked seeing that. It just made me feel like at home a little bit and kind of like this is a very familiar thing in Indian culture and cooking. Um, And it was funny when like they were like the dads like all voted for like their wives dish except for uh, Mike Benny. (laughs) Yeah. It was like I voted for Lavina. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. I did appreciate the screen thing. That was over Bali's mom's dish. I I don't I was like I I that was so appealing to me the presentation of that for some reason. I well she got second place. Yeah. And a lot of the food was like unfamiliar to me cuz like a lot of these people are from different communities than the one I grew up in. So like the food cultures are actually pretty mm. different. And um I, I also liked when Amrit was like, when people ask me what my favorite Indian restaurant is, I always just say like my mom's kitchen. And Aww, I'm like, I thought I, that was so sweet. That's how I feel. I mm. like never go out to eat Indian food because I just mm. want to eat my mom's food. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, yeah, but yeah, I thought it was cool to like, they had everyone there and everyone contributed something. And of course the auntie drama went down at the party, but um, you know, that it was kind of it was just like a nice event. I liked watching it like, you know, my parents have like a dinner that they go to every month or so with like all of their mm-hmm. Indian friends in town. And like I've been to a few of them. And it's just like, again, it just made me feel like very at home. And like these Aww. were very familiar things that happen in my life that like mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever seen on American television. before. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um, let's see what else happened. I, um, oh yeah, I, I will just want to say it's funny because I can relate to Nicholas's spice factor. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Where she was like, um, oh, you can't have this because, um, it's too spicy for you. I definitely can relate to that. Andrew in our yeah. partnership, he loves spice and he gets things really spicy and I can't, I can't do basically any spice unfortunately no matter how much I try it's just too much well I mean it is hard on the stomach I think even people who can take it like myself included it 
if I overdo it, like mm. it can really not be pretty. So yeah. everyone has a different threshold for that. And there are definitely like lots of Indian dishes that aren't like spicy in the hot, spicy, hurt your stomach type of yeah. way. Um, I'm definitely a mild kind of gal. Yeah. Um, and um, I did love the um, when they were blessing uh, Brian's car. <laughs> the car. Oh my god! When I like, I was like amused the whole thing. And when he drank the water, oh my god! I cracked up <laughs> so hard because I feel like that's like I've done like stuff like that. Just you know, in the Catholic Church, I remember we we're allowed to take wine because you do that. I, I don't think they do that. They haven't done it since like very long time because it's not. You can't be uh, like serving wine to like eight year olds. <laughs> yeah. But when I was a kid and I used to take the wine, like I remember the priest being like, no, 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 too much, too much, too much, too much, too much. <laughs> and like, like, it's just those things where you're just like, I don't know, you're kind of doing what your culture wants, but you're not doing it the right way or whatever. Yeah. Or yeah, just so like there's a lot of that stuff in Catholicism. Yeah, like you have to like the way you like, especially with communion, mm-hmm. the way you get communion. I mean, you do all the classes to figure out how to do it is like, I think I remember like, I think the left hand has to be on top of the right and you have to like bow your head and all this stuff. And yeah, um, I mean, it's just like even just the whole mass is just you you say the mass along with the priest. Mm hmm. And it's just like, I just, I don't know. I appreciate as someone who like, like just has gotten like just the wrong things. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought it was so funny because it, it's, that was holy water, right? I mean, yeah, I guess so. I, there's so many things in Hinduism, all these symbolic things and stuff that like, I can totally relate to Brian just like really not knowing what like any what? of them are. Like huh? yeah. yeah, like, okay, whatever. And and sometimes I feel bad because like my mom, like, you know, there's certain things that she does that she's just done for me my whole life. And I'm like, oh, are these going to get lost like when she's gone? And like cultural traditions? Yeah, like in when in the volley, for instance, you know, like there's a certain way to kind of do the puja, like yeah. the religious ceremony. And she always just does it. And like she yeah. has all the stuff and she like knows the order and she knows all the stuff. And like, I've just never really taken notes and like to be really honest like I don't really care that much Mm. about it but I also like appreciate the pageantry of it for lack of a better word and like would like to be able to keep doing that when my mom is gone but I've also not made the effort to learn it. I think that's the interesting thing about having kids too is you realize like how much do you want like for me I realized how much culture there was like with just I I think Mary my cousin Mary might be able to explain it too it's just like how much Italian culture there was growing up and like being in the Midwest I don't know if you feel that way where it's like in Boulder where it's cultureless yeah (laughs) and uh there's mountain culture but like in the east coast at least you're like oh what are you and it's like oh i'm blah 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 and and culture i think is so at the forefront of yeah identity whereas here it's not 
you know, not so much. It's like, oh, are you going mountain biking today? Are you going running? Are you going hiking? Yeah, which, as you said, is a culture in and of itself, but it's a different kind. Yeah. And it's for me, it's sad because it's it's not sad, but I'm really working on just with my kids of like, because I do feel really Italian of just being like, okay, like not necessarily religious traditions, but these are like Italian traditions and foods Mm -hmm. and whatever that but then you have to be on top of the ball for it because if you drop yeah. the ball, then it's like, yeah. you know, they're eating McDonald's and <laughs> not, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the ways that I'm trying to work on it and my kids are younger than yours. So I'm sort of like at the beginning of this journey, I think mm. is like trying to figure out like, what are the things that I can do? Yeah. That may not be exactly the same way my mom did them, but like, are still like symbols of like Indian culture and that side of his heritage that we can like do as a family going forward that like I can actually do them instead of just like shutting down and not doing anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's Well, and it's also I think I don't know if you feel that way, but there there's so much things where culturally you grow up and you feel like you're forced to do it and you're like, "Oh, yeah, we're doing like yeah. the seven fishes again on Christmas, <laughs> like as an Italian. What does that mean? Can someone tell me what the seven fishes mean? People are going to be like shaking their heads. Listening, I mean, but... from what I understand and what I've done is like you do seven fishes. And that's just what you do. Yeah. And like that's what I, we've done before, at least a Christmas or two, I remember. Yeah. Um, But like I think like in Italian, like something like, you know, you have Thanksgiving and there is always like two pasta dishes. You know what I mean? Just something like that. That's not at Seven Fishes, but um, yeah. And it's like, it's so hard because when you're raising children and you were so ingrained in a culture where it's like you don't have that community, or at least I don't. Yeah. You feel like you're just like pulling the load like a thousand times. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And especially when I like, I was just like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm so sick of this, you know, as being an Italian and doing these Italian traditions, then you look back and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, how am I going to do that? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's interesting. Because you take, like, advantage. You're so used to it or something. Yeah, no. I mean, I think it's, like, even more kind of present for me because my mother lives in the same town that I live in. Oh, so you can do it Like, she her. can, she can still do it all for me. So I'm like, yeah. oh, it's just, like, even more delay in, as I, like start my own family of like not having to do these things and um it's interesting how we reframe them too right because like when I was a kid like you're saying it's like a lot of this stuff felt like oh do we have to do that I know and now I'm like oh my god I'm gonna lose all of this (laughs) I know and then it's like you think about it especially being in America it's generations and generations and generations and generations and you know you're going into the BC of yeah if you use that calendar of like this is the way it was done and passed down from family members and we're fucking it up or something yeah and then I also have this whole thing where I'm like does anything really matter yeah I know (laughs) you know (laughs) does it you know does it are we or just like is this just the human race yeah exactly and like and I think we all need to kind of give ourselves a break or I'm just saying this to myself is like, what are the traditions that I 
want to do with my family that like I can do, you know, that. Yeah. Aren't... Like I think about like my family never went for a hike in their life. Yeah. Uh huh. Like I'm not saying we're big hikers. I, I hike like almost I, I go out on a trail almost every day, but like my parents didn't do anything like that. Totally. As a yeah. family, especially or. I don't know, sitting down and having eye to eye contact of how was your day? No, really tell me what's going on. I'm here willing and open to listen to it. Like, that's a great tradition. Yes, absolutely. It's also like, yeah, sometimes we hold on to things just because they're familiar, but they're not actually good for us. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or Or like good for our relationships. Exactly. Totally. I think that's a really good way to frame it. Um, And speaking not good for relationships, just to go on a lighter note, since we went a little heavy, is like, Brian's bedroom really stresses me out. (laughs) Okay, so Brian... Is that okay to say? Brian is like, I got a Tesla. It's like, it feels like a very, like, mature adult car. And then he, like, programs a fart noise. I know. (laughs) Andrew was like, of course Elon has that. Of course Elon Musk created that. Of course. Like, do you think it was pre-programmed? Um, I don't, maybe. It was one of the options. I Um, don't know. But I'm just like, Brian, and yeah, his room... Agree. It 100%. stresses me out. The condom wrappers. When the, oh, no. I love the shade of like Brian's. Someone said, is your room cleaned? Yeah. And then it was his mom. And then it's red X. The X. Like that is so shady. I know. I know. I mean, ugh. Brian is just like, it's so funny because like he, they're like sh- clearly showing him being like immature in all these ways. But like even on Watch What Happens Live, like. So he has, um, for those of you who didn't watch. Is he moved? Um, he, he doesn't reveal if he's moved yet, but I think we see that he's going to be. I know that he's moved. Like, I don't think that's much of a spoiler. But um, he, there's a game that they play um, where, like, they put up all these single Bravo celebrities on the screen and ask him if he would swipe right or left on them. And so, uh, and during that whole th- thing Andy's like was there anyone at BravoCon that you connected with and he was like yeah Gigi from Shaw's like he's interested in Gigi and Andy's like does it like bother you or is it weird that like she has a baby and he was like oh no like I'm a mature adult I can handle it and it's like interesting to see him pushing back against the like child narrative and yet that also being like so present in everything we're seeing you know yeah I just picture a baby crawling across the floor and picking up a used condom wrapper and just like (laughs) sucking on it oh my god and then like if if Brian's girlfriend had a child and then the girlfriend's like what the oh my god not saying that he's cheating on her but like Brian like pick him up like pick up the condom wrappers Don't let the baby. <laughs> if I found a, I don't know. Again, I feel like I'm pretty open minded, but yeah. if I found a condom wrapper on my kid's floor, yeah. that's when I just put it on their pillow. You yeah, know, and, and if like, I found I more than this. one, I'd put a like I'd make it into like a little caterpillar. <laughs> you know, and just be like, no, this is not this is not like you pay rent if you're gonna put condom wrappers on my floor. Yep, yep. And I think And again, this is someone who just couldn't moved out when they were eighteen and I was like, I can never move home in my life. Yeah. But like, oh <laughs> 
Um, do you want to hear who he swiped right and left on? From yeah. Okay, so he swiped yes on Lala, Cynthia hmm. Bailey. Oh, of course. Ashley, of course. Of course. Uh, Raquel from Vanderpump. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Erica Jane. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't Garcelle. think he could handle Erica Jane. Maybe no. that's what Erica Jane wants us to think. And I don't think I, he could handle Garcelle. I think... I think Erica Jane walks the walk on that one. I do. Interesting. You know. The Army Hammer kind of of it all. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that she hooked up with him? I do. Maybe. You know I what? It's like I'm not going to put my chips on either one. And I'm usually with pop culture scenarios like this. I'm always like, like, what was I asking Andrew pop culture scenario? And I was like, you have to put because I always say the chips. You got to bet. Yeah, and okay. I forget what it was, but with this one, I honestly would sit at the table and sit it out and wait for the roulette wheel to just go. <laughs> I think it's it's easily 50-50. Well, they were neighbors or they are yeah. neighbors or something. But I it's don't so know. interesting because I don't know LA very well, but all the all the pictures I've seen is like with those kind of houses that they're so far away from each other. Well, some of those weird. houses, it feels like they're so actually to me, and this is just from what I've been watching on Million Dollar Listing LA. Okay. Is um the houses are all actually pretty close to each other, they but are. they're really like walled off from one another. Like I always picture the picture of Justin Bieber when he was throwing eggs or something into <laughs> yeah. his neighbors. Like I don't re- this is years and years ago, obviously, before he was married. And I just like when yeah. I think of L.A. celebrity homes, I think of that because there's like shrubs and stuff. Yeah, they definitely try. But you're to saying make there's private. a wall between. OK. Yeah, I feel like the houses like physically are not that far from each other, but there's a big wall or like tons of shrubs or like something yeah. to keep it like like Erica off. Jane going through the shrubs dressed in like sexy safari <laughs> gear with her like main goal of trying to get army hammer. I am picturing her in like a leopard print, like one suit thing safari <laughs> right now. Um, so who, who else? Let's see. Um, he swiped yes on Garcelle. Good. And Heather from Salt Lake City. He swiped no on Kenya Moore, which surprised really? me. Really? Well, Kenya would be way too much woman for him. <laughs> yes. He swiped yes on Sonia because, quote, she's hilarious. <laughs> she swiped no on Kenya and yes on Sonia. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point it was just like a whatever. And he yeah. swiped no on Luann because Ashley said that she would eat him alive. Yes. And I think that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. Anyway, that was just a little side thing. But, yeah, Brian, the Tesla, the whole thing, like... He's he's he said he's a car guy, which I feel like th- there's so much like bachelorness in Brian, you know, like just mm. the way he lives his life. He's just a bachelor. And I'm I think we do see him and move into his own apartment. And I'm just curious to kind of see what that looks like for him, because it's actually like a big deal to be like moving out of your parents' house when you've been living like that and they and your mom's been doing everything for you. Oh my gosh. At age 30 whatever. <laughs> yeah, I remember like the first week of college when you see all the kids like trying to figure out laundry and yeah. stuff in the laundry room. It's so amusing. And then my sister went to a school where you they did your laundry. Isn't that what? wild? Yeah. Oh my, are you kidding? 
Yeah, like they you have just laundry put it, service. Yep. Whoa, that is amazing. Um, but also, I think it is like a rite of passage to like fumble around in the laundry room and yeah, <laughs> try and figure it out. Um, so yeah, that was that was interesting. Let's see what else happened in this. Oh, um, Vish- they saw Vishal and um, Richa moving in together and. Mm. I just have to say the part of them building the bed in their room, like the building furniture thing is something. Oh, it's that... a true test. <laughs> and and you know moving what? is a true test of moving like a relationship. Is. It's a yes. lot. It's so stressful and the you're so tired and you just want a bed to sleep on and then you have yeah. to build it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have, I have some, I have some tips for people, though, because me and Patrick are actually really good at this. Mm. And I think what the secret to our success is Patrick executes and I Mm. like plan it out. So like Mm -hmm. I'm the one with the directions with all the little pieces. And I'm like, as he's working on something, I'm looking on to the next thing for like what he needs to do. Yeah. So that he can just like do it. And I like know, and then I'm kind of have the bird's eye view of how it all fits together. Very cool. Yeah. So that's a recommendation I have for anyone out there who is about to build a piece of furniture with someone. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. And split the responsibilities. I just still Um, don't understand how they brought furniture up those stairs in Nicholas and Amrit's apartment. I, that I know, right? Like those are, maybe they like airlifted it through a window or so wild. Yeah. I mean, you see people like moving upright pianos like from yeah. apartments in New York City. Like they literally get crazy. I've, I've looked at apartments like that have had like, I think I've looked at two apartments that have had that. And I was like, I will kill myself. Yeah. It's a, uh, I think you have to get like a crane to take it out. Yeah. Like in some I cases. just I just don't trust myself around spot those kind of stairs. There's no way. No, no. Though I even like not taking furniture up and down, like taking a baby up and down those stairs yeah. would be terrifying to me. Um mm-hmm. so yeah. we'll see. Um I think that's it for the episode. Was there anything else that I missed? That's it. Um, I just want to plug. Um, we're going to start our Patreon up again. And if you've gotten to this yeah. point, hopefully you do not mind us talking about stuff that about people we don't know. OK. <laughs> <laughs> and on Patreon, we're going to talk a lot about uh, people we don't know in pop culture. Uh, this yes. week, we're going to release a uh just a clip of well it's a whole episode of our new patreon yeah about talking about things like britney spears uh we dip into the golden globes we talk about especially the vanderpump trailer and we both agree that we are going to fully absorb ourselves in vanderpump which we'll cover on patreon and so if you like for what you're hearing, it's $3 a month. We'll get you all the extra content, um, four episodes a month. So just subscribe, uh, patreon.com slash family karma cast with a K. Yeah. And, um, the new tiers and the whole structure will be up later this week. So if mm-hmm. you're not seeing it right away, um, 
it'll be up later this week or next week. So we'll talk about it more next episode. But basically, we're bringing back our Thirsty 30 episodes for anyone who has listened to us before. We talk about all things pop culture. And um, yeah, and we also gave like some recommendations of things that we've been watching other than Bravo um, Mm -hmm. on there. Um, I did want to just say a couple more things from Brian's Watch What Happens Live, um, just so that it's in here. Um, mm-hmm. He did not. He he was asked if he thinks Rishi cheated. He said no. Um, another thing that was kind of surprising was Andy was like, "How long do you give Vishal and Richa's relationship?" And Brian said, "I give it another year." Um, for them to wow. figure things out. He seemed oh, to be to hinting that like there's some trouble going on. Huh. But what I see on social media, like they are going on like these epic trips together. Like they seem fine to me. Mm. I mean, I, we all know social media is like a facade and not real. So maybe there's other stuff going on. But um, that was sort of an interesting answer that he gave, I thought. Um and he, on the after show, he said that at BravoCon, one of the people he hit it off with was Luke, which was interesting because Ashley was sitting there and that's who Ashley was dating and they just broke up. Um, and he calls Anisha his best friend. Oh, wow. Which okay. I was surprised to hear him say that because I thought Monica was the best friend. But yeah. maybe Anisha is now or maybe he has many best friends, which a lot of people do. Um, so anyway, that was I just wanted to make sure I got that in because we're awesome. so happy Brian was on Watch What Happens Live. Keep keep it going. Keep it going. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for the reviews. I want to put a plug out there for people to please review us if you haven't Please. already um just hit five stars or if you want to write something that's really yes, awesome five stars um, one of the ways that like i don't know I, the word on the street in the podcast world is reviews and ratings really help um mm. your podcast get distributed in more places and people find out about it so Spread the word. Apparently, people were mentioning our podcast on like a Family Karma Reddit thread recently. <gasps> Incredible. So Welcome. like keep it up. The new spread the word. Um, you know, stay tuned for more on the Patreon, which we're starting up again. And um, yeah, just thank you all for supporting us. We appreciate it. And uh, I guess that's it. So namaste. Namaste, bitches. bitches. Awesome. Cool.